Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Hey, happy Saturday and welcome to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'm your co-host, Dr. Chris Demzar. Today, I'm riding solo again. Dr. Ernst cannot be in the studio today, but I'm so excited to be sharing so much great information to you or for you because have you ever heard of what NGT therapy is? That's a lot of the therapies that we utilize here at our clinics in Charlotte to help patients get the best results for their health. And so what we're going to do today is break down exactly what NGT therapy means and what it can mean for your health and how it can help you. But first, first and foremost, I've got something extremely exciting and I'm so proud and happy that I get to be the one to announce this live here on the radio show today. It's what you've all been waiting for. And if you've been a listener, especially on WBT, if you've been listening on WBT for years now, you've heard this before where we used to do dinner shows in the past. Well, guess what? I've got news for you all today. We are doing our first post-pandemic dinner show hosted by Dr. Ernst himself, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. That's a Thursday evening. So Thursday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. down in South Charlotte in Pineville at the Trio Restaurant. And it's going to be live with Dr. Ernst, how you can heal yourself. Can you guys believe it? Did you all all hear what I just said? I just said there's going to be a live dinner event where we're going to be giving you dinner and you're going to be listening to how you can heal yourself live with Dr. Ernst. And so if you've been listening for a while and you've been saying, you know what, I haven't bitten the bullet yet. And I'm, I'm not actively under any sort of care, but you know what? I've always wanted to meet Dr. Ernst. I've always wanted to meet Dr. Demzar. I've always wanted the opportunity to learn how I can really take my health to the next level. This event is for you. If you've just recently come across something new where you're like, oh man, I didn't expect this to, to hinder my health or to hinder my life in any type of way. And all of a sudden it is, this event is for you. And if you're going, I've been dealing with this one thing forever. And Dr. Ernst, Dr. Demzar, you guys never talk about it on the radio. Well, guess what? This event is for you. You don't want to miss it because this event isn't designed for us to say, hey, this is what you need to do to heal. This event is designed for us to go, well, what is going on with your health? What do you need to know so that you can take control of your health? You can't get any better than this. Now, listen, this is extremely important. This is a very limited capacity event. So we're limited to only 50 registrants, 50 people that we can allow to come to this private dinner event with Dr. Ernst, with myself, with other staff members here at Cornerstone Health Center. So if you are interested in getting on the sign-up list, on this exclusive list to get into our dinner event, you're going to want to text in your, your name, your phone number, your email address. Well, we already have your phone number, but text in your name and your email address to 704-906-2094. You got to text the word dinner. Text the word dinner so that we know that that's what you want to be on our dinner list. And then what will happen is it's, you're not confirmed just because you texted in. And so what we'll do is we're going to call and we're going to confirm again. And we're going to call and we're going to confirm again. You must be able to make the dinner if you want to attend. It's not a, hey, let, get me on the list and maybe I'll go, but we'll see. I might have something else happening that evening. No. You guys realize how valuable this is? You guys are going to have Dr. Ernst, you're going to have myself there live with you while you're eating dinner on us talking about your health. So that cannot be taken for granted. So again, if you're an active patient here with Cornerstone Health Centers, we're in, but we're probably going to say, you know what, There's a, you're getting a lot of this uh, opportunity with Dr. Ernst and myself on a week-to-week basis already or maybe a month-to-month basis, whatever it may be. But maybe you have someone that you know of that could really benefit and needs to be at that dinner. Maybe they're not going to go without you, but you can bring them as a guest. 
get yourself, get your guest on that list. Let us call, let us confirm that we want you guys there. And if you've been listening to WT for a while and you're going, you know what? I've always wanted to meet Dr. Ernst. I've always wanted to meet Dr. Demzar. I want to figure out what's going on with my health. I want to hear what they really have to say live and in person. I really, or you go say, you know what? I want to go see if I'm taller than Dr. Demzar. Is he really tall? Is he really short? Hey, come find out. Stand next to me. I'll be there. Thursday, February 9th at 6.30 down in the Pineville restaurant location. Again, text your name, text your email, text the word dinner to 704-906-2094 so you can get on this preliminary list. We will be following up with you because it, it will be a confirmed only event. If you cannot make it, that's okay. There'll be more opportunities in the future, but this is going to sell out fast. First 50 people will get on our list. Okay. I'll be announcing that more throughout the show because how exciting is this? This is something that we've been wanting to do at Cornerstone for a long time since it stopped pre-pandemic. And so just blessed to have the opportunity to get the dinner shows rolling again. How exciting is that? Bringing your health to you while you get to eat, while you get to hang out with all of us here at Cornerstone Health Centers with Dr. Ernst, with myself. What could be better than an evening doing that? Am I right? Okay, so I already mentioned that we're gonna be discussing NGT therapy today, what that is, how that relates to you and your health. And you know, now that we're in February, we, we, are, we know that we're only, guys, listen to this, we're only a week away from the Heart Health Masterclass that's happening. Are you ready for it? Have you guys been taking steps, taking action so that you can get your heart ready and in a healthy place so that you're ready to listen to the message that Dr. Ernst is going to be delivering next weekend? I hope you are. NGT therapy is a big part of that. So let's dive right in. The last three weekends, what we've discussed on the radio show is how your nervous system health relates to your heart, how your gut system health relates to your heart, and how toxins relate to your heart. And so you can already guess what NGT stand for, nerve, gut, and toxins. And the therapies that we utilize here at the office so that we have the best opportunity to support your health with whatever that may need to be heart-related. And so what we're going to do today is really dive into what that looks like and how we utilize specific information because guess what? We are an information-dominated world. We need specific information about your health so that then we and you can design a plan to figure out how you can get healthy again. Have you ever been told oh, by your medical doctor, yeah, you're never going to, this is always going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for the rest of your life. They just don't have all the information. Or yeah, this is something that's gonna eventually, it's gonna cause your demise in some way. Maybe it'll stop you from walking or you won't be able to go and play pickleball on the weekends or you won't be able to go and hang out with your grandchildren. What? No, that should never happen. That means that that healthcare provider did not have all the information so they couldn't come up with the correct plan. And so what we say at Cornerstone is, well, we're gonna get that information, come up with the correct plan, and then we're going to implement it. That's why for the last three weeks now, you have been getting little tidbits of information to be able to drip action steps to you so that you can better your health in some way, some shape, some form. Again, so much of the information is found here in the heart disease ebook, which you guys, if you're listening to this today, you need to have that. You should already have this. You should be, have already combed through it. You should know exactly how your body works, how your heart health works, and all the things that you need to do to ensure that you're being the absolute best when it comes to heart function. If you're a first time listener, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, rumble.com, if you're a first time listener on WBT and you're in the car going somewhere on the weekend, you're listening to this for the first time and going, who's Dr. Demzar? Who's Dr. Ernst? They're talking about heart health. I wanna know some more about that. 704-906-2094. Let's connect and let's see how we can help you. Okay, so diving into it, when we talk about the nerve part of the therapies, I'm a chiropractor, Dr. Ernst is a chiropractor, in addition to being functional medicine specialist, right, holistic health specialists. But from the chiropractic side, it's all about looking to influence the nervous system. And why is influencing the nervous system so important? Well, I just wanna talk to you guys, especially when it comes to the heart, how the heart is influenced by the nervous system and vice versa. The heart being a brain of its own. The heart having the opportunity to influence the nervous system in a much greater capacity than any other organ in your body. How powerful is that? And so let's dive into this a little bit. Okay, so the, the heart has the opportunity to act like an endocrine gland. What does that mean? The heart can produce hormones. Specific hormones or, and neurotransmitters. What is a neurotransmitter? Neurotransmitters connect nervous system signals. A nerve signal can't get from your brain 
down to your pancreas, your brain to your heart, your brain down to your left pinky toe without a series of neurotransmitters every step of the way to carry the signal from nerve to nerve. And so here we go. We've got hormones and neurotransmitters like norepinephrine, epinephrine, dopamine, and oxytocin. You've all heard of oxytocin before. It's the love hormone. But oxytocin does something so much more incredible to help your body to relax and to restore normalcy, especially within the heart rate rhythm. It's Yes, it's used within pregnancy and whatnot as well, but our body needs oxytocin for way more than just that. Okay, so when you're talking about the heart being its own brain, we have to discuss, and when it relates to these hormones, and I'll come back, I'm going to come back to the hormones and neurotransmitters because they relate to the therapy side a little bit more. But we have to talk about the opportunity, like what is going to cause the heart to secrete more or less of these hormones and neurotransmitters. It's the way that your body perceives a certain feeling. It's the way that your body perceives a certain stress. How many of you listening right now can think back even to the last seven days, maybe, maybe the last 24 hours, it's only one day maybe, where you were so mad, you were so angry. You just wanted to just go and just throw something or break something or there's somebody that you were so mad at and you're like, I'm never going to be able to forgive this person. What they did to me is irrefutable and I can just, I can't, I just, my body just can't take it anymore. I'm about to explode. What do you think that does to your heart? Do you think your heart just goes, we're just going to keep pumping, just keep pumping along? Well, you know that it has to. If you want to have good heart health, your heart better not stop pumping and beating. But it doesn't mean that we are, well, so we already know that the heart is your brain. The heart secretes neurotransmitters and hormones. So being angry is going to dictate what your heart chooses to do. Now, your heart is going to go into a fight or flight response. That's that stress response, that sympathetic response, fight or flight. And yes, that relates to the nervous system. And we've talked about this a lot on the radio show, how the sympathetic system is part of your nervous system. But here I am saying it on the radio show, your sympathetic system is part of your heart functionality. And so when you're in that fight or flight response, you're going to secrete increased amounts or your body's going to produce a lot more of that epinephrine hormone. You're going to produce a lot less of that loving oxytocin hormone, a lot less of that good feeling dopamine hormone because your body needs to be ready to fight. It needs to be ready to be stressed. And that's not a good thing. That's not what God wants your heart to do, but you have that opportunity to do those things. So the real question is, and this is where it's like, well, how does this relate to my health? So you got angry, you had this hormone response, you had this neurotransmitter response, your heart is sending all these signals back to your brain, and guess what? The heart sends way more signals to the brain than any other organ. In fact, the heart sends more signals to the brain than the brain sends back to the heart. In fact, research shows that if you can't get signals from the heart to the brain, the brain can't even send the signal back to the heart to have a proper functionality, whatever that may be. And we'll dive into that a little bit more in a moment when we talk about the actual therapies that we need to test and know about. So you got angry and then, you know, something changed. Maybe the person that you're mad at apologized. Maybe your situation, it really wasn't that bad to begin with. And, you know, it got better. Whatever the issue was resolved itself for whatever reason. Or you went on a 10 minute walk and you did some meditation and now you're like, all right, I'm not angry anymore. I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to move on in my life. Is that even possible? You have to ask yourself. Can you just let that stress response just leave your body? Can that stress response just move on and do something else? It was never like it was never there in the first place. Your body is now unaffected because it went into that stress response. Absolutely not. There's, that's impossible. Your body is now stuck in that stress mode. Even if you're thinking, yeah, I'm not angry anymore. I'm fine. I'm fine, guys. I'm not mad. Let's move on. Let's keep going on with our day. Let's go on with our lives. Your body's still saying, no, we're, we're stuck in stress mode, buddy. And guess what? We have to figure out what to do with all of that. We have to figure out what to do with all of these signals from the neurotransmitters in our nervous system. We have to figure out what to do with these extra hormones that just got produced because we were ready to fight. But guess what? You never actually used that fight. You simply just said, eh, I'm going to try to move on. So this is where your body has to make a decision and it's always going to make a decision to adapt to try to keep your body going forward. So in order to adapt with all of these high levels of fight or flight, high levels of stress hormone, high levels of stress neurotransmitters in your body, your body has to change its chemistry. Your body has to change the nervous system signals that has to change the connection from the heart to the brain to account for that. And this is where we start to see that over time, 
The research shows your heart will stop sending so many signals to your brain. You know why? Because you cried wolf. You get the analogy? So your heart was stressed out. It produced all these hormones because you felt angry. You felt sad. You felt whatever. And we're just talking about feelings here. Maybe there was a physical thing that happened to you. But because your heart was in this stressed out state, it produced all these hormones. But then the problem went away and your body went, whoa. Okay, so we don't need this response. So instead of figuring out, your body doesn't have the ability to say, well, we'll just not have that response next time. We're not wired like that. We always need the stress response if we get angry, if we get that upset, if we get into a stressful situation. You don't not want that response. But you want to be able to get to the point where your body can adapt to not to be able to figure out how to be in that response, out of that response, in that response, out of that response, and not have these neurological and hormonal changes at the heart level that are going to be negative. So what do I mean by that? Your body is now saying, well, we, we don't need this response every time. So you know what? Next time you get angry, we're, the heart's not going to send the signal to the brain. And then the brain, you know, we won't have that same sympathetic response. And, or there'll be somewhat of a response, but it'll be a little bit diminished. It'll be weakened. It'll be lessened than it, to what it was before. So you produce less of that epinephrine, less of that dopamine. You maybe have a little bit more of that oxytocin. You produce less of the neurotransmitters because you don't need them because you're cried wolf the first time your body goes well well we're not going to send the signal to the heart or to the brain from the heart to the brain and then that happens over and over again for years and years and years stressful situation comes up heart produces whatever hormones you get out of the stressful situation brain and body goes well we just don't need that signaling coming from the heart so then it happens again a little bit less signaling happens again a little bit less signaling happens a hundred more times a thousand more times in your lifetime over months years and now your heart's not communicating with your brain at all you know what that looks like that's when we take an x-ray of somebody here at our office and we see that the vagus nerve space in their spine up in their neck is completely closed down and shut off and it's really easy to look at and go oh structurally hey there's a bone that's out of position they've closed down that's going to be a problem where you've lost the curve in your neck that's normal compensation, but that's going to be a problem. But do you guys see the magnitude of what's happened here? Your heart is literally unable to send signals to the brain, and your body has done that on purpose? That's wild, but it is exactly what happens time and time again. And so you come to our office, we do the thermography testing where we look to see where exactly is that neural interference. So is it at the vagal nerve or is it somewhere else, typically in the cervical curve? It can be elsewhere, but typically it's going to be somewhere in the neck, the cervical curve, or up top at the skull with the vagus nerve. And then when we take the x-ray and we can really see, oh my gosh, look at how your structure has changed because you were crying wolf and your body was like, eh, we don't need to keep getting this stimulation from the heart. We're producing way too many neurotransmitters and hormones that aren't healthy. And you can see how your body's going to adapt over time. So with the therapy that we do here at our office, the goal is we're taking that energy, that response, and we're helping to teach your body to say, don't close down to it. You don't want to close down to that nervous system, that neurological, that hormonal response. You need it. You need it every single time. You know what's even better? So on the flip side, once you get out of that response, right? So there's, there's two ways to look at health. There's, you got to get out of the crisis state that you may be in, and then you've got to be able to work towards performance. And so getting out of the crisis state is to stop the crying wolf uh, continuum that's basically going on, right? It's this negative feedback loop that's slowly shutting down the heart communicating with the brain. So less and less signal goes to the brain. That's getting out of the crisis mode. Then you have to get into the performance mode where now you're ready to perform. Now you're ready to play with your grandchildren. Now you're ready to join the pickleball league again. Now you're ready to handle the stressful situation over and over and over again. It's okay because your body's ready to deal with it appropriately. Because when you get in that response, A, you don't have that same sympathetic stimulus. So you don't have that same rush of hormones. You don't have that same rush of neurotransmitters because your body doesn't need to do it. It's not that it's not sending the signals for it to happen anymore, but you can have that same stimulus of a stress response, whatever it may be, and your body already is pre-programmed to know not to have that massive of a response. Now, that's a good thing because it's helping you to modulate. It's helping you to regulate all the different chemical and neurological processes within your body. Then on the flip side, 
your heart can continue to communicate with your brain because there was no crying wolf. Because your body knew how it was going to adapt to that entire scenario from when the stressful event happened to long after you said, yeah, I'm moving on in life. Because your body never moves on. Your body has to adapt. So the choice really becomes down to you of how are you going to choose to let your body adapt? Because it's not a, I think I want it to adapt this way. It's subconsciously happening every single second, every single nanosecond of every single day that we are living here on this earth. And so that's why when it comes to the nervous system and when it comes to your heart, it's so important to understand what's actually happening related to the signaling going from your heart to your brain. Do you guys see how important that is? It's not even the brain communicating with the rest of your body or your heart at this point. And we know that the vagus nerve has so much to do with the gut, which we'll get to in a moment. But just the magnitude of the importance of understanding that more signaling goes from heart to brain than any other connective system in the body. That's what makes the heart a second brain. That's what allows your body to shut down and make a lot of structural changes to your spine that then can lead to any other condition imaginable. Because here's the kicker. Your heart and brain shut down the signaling pathway between them. You have a structural change at your vagus nerve and the rest of your neck spine. Well, guess what? That just put attention on the spinal cord itself. And the spinal cord is what controls every other cell in your body. And your spinal cord doesn't like that. And so when the spinal cord communicates with the brain, it says, hey, help me, brain. We need to make another change. And your brain goes, hey, we can take that tension away by decreasing the curve now or adding a scoliosis curve, right, the sideways curve in your low back. That'll help take the pressure off your spinal cord up here. And so that's the next layer of adaptation that occurs. And we see that in x-ray all the time. And so patients will come into our office and they've waited for years and years and years and let all these stresses build up until the point where they're really having a massive, what we would call, or what you might call a medical crisis. We're just saying, you know, when it comes to that crisis and performance continuum, where like, let's just say normal's right in the middle, crisis being way down here, you're just about to fall off the edge of a cliff. And yeah, that's going to be a really bad event. Maybe that's some, like a heart attack. Maybe that's a stroke. Maybe that's something else related to liver failure or kidney failure. Or maybe that is cancer now showing its ugly face. I said it. So the way that your body and the way that your nervous system is going to adapt, it's going to regulate and help you stabilize everything else in your body. The choice is yours. You're either doing things that allow your body to continue to be in that negative feedback system. Heart to brain is what we're discussing today, but you could apply it to any other system in your body. Heart and brain is definitely the most important. Or you could be in a system, you can be in a functionality, you can have the function where your body recognizes what the appropriate response is and the appropriate adaptation is so that you don't need to shut off the signaling in between systems. Isn't it funny? So there's, I know we've got a only a couple more minutes before the break, but there is a program out there that a lot of engineers will use, a lot of big businesses will use, a lot of corporations will use, and it's all about optimizing efficiency of processes. And it's called Lean Six Sigma. Uh, it's not something that I'm very familiar with. I'm not promoting it at all, but it's all about efficiency of you have all these different compartments or departments within a company they're all doing something extremely important and vital for the functionality of the company and they all need to somehow work together and they have to happen in a very specific order where company or department a needs to do something before department b but then department d needs to do something before department c and department c needs all of it to happen before they can do and finalize their piece of it but they've been slowly working on whatever and you see how you know so it's all strategies to figure out how to make that happen in a corporation standpoint. Your body's constantly doing the same thing, but over time, your body can choose to say, you know what? Department B, it's been trying to pull too much weight and they're trying to speed us up and it's not working well. And so we're just going to shut department B down because it's getting A, C, and D all out of whack. What, but we need department B. doesn't matter. It's going to, we body's shutting down department B. Maybe department B is your heart. You don't even know it. The best way to find out isn't to go get a bunch of heart tests. 
The best way to find out is to go get a bunch of nervous system tests, go get a bunch of chemistry tests to figure out, do you have the right hormone response? Do you have the right neurotransmitter response? Do you have the right adaptation in your spine with your vagus nerve, with your spine or cord, with your cervical spine, your neck spine, to know how has your body over all these years, over all these cycles of you living, of you adapting, of you breathing, of your heart beating, has your body been able to figure things out for the good, for performance, or are you in crisis mode? That's the nerve part of the NGT therapy that we do here at the office. We've got one minute to go. So again, if this is your first time listening, my name is Dr. Chris Demzer. I'm the lead physician here at Cornerstone Health Center. I work alongside Dr. Ernst. Blessed to be a co-host on this radio show. It's every Saturday afternoon. And we are so excited to bring you the first live dinner event post-pandemic. It's going to be Thursday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. It's going to be in South Charlotte and Pineville. If you or someone you know is interested, and if you've been listening for a long time and you want to bring a guest, you can. We just need to know that. Have them text in too, but you need to text in the word dinner, your first and last name, and your email to 704-906-2094. Again, that's not confirming you for the dinner. That'll happen later. But 704-906-2094. Not wait to hear from all of you. See you guys after the break. We'll be right back. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Hey, welcome back to the Ask Dr. Earth radio show. I am your host today, Dr. Chris Demzar. Extremely excited to be here to bring you what we are talking about, which is NGT therapy. That is your nerve, your gut, and your toxins therapy. It's the therapies that we utilize here at our Charlotte clinics to help patients heal, to really allow you guys to get back to doing the best things that you want to do in your life, whatever that may be. If you're coming back from the top of the hour, we've discussed a lot related to the end part, the nervous system part, the nervous system therapies here at the office. And we discussed why, because, hey, this is February, this is heart health month, and it's so important to recognize that there is anything you do is going to influence your nervous system. We talked a lot about why that is. But what we didn't mention, and this is what I'm excited to bring you right now, are what things can you do to help that nervous system response? And so I want to cover that really quick and take one minute before we get into the G and the T, the gut and the toxins part of the therapy. And so a few things that you can do to help break down, calm down, stop the overstimulation of your nervous system are as follows. You can get into a relaxation practice like a meditation. There are a lot of really good sleep guiding meditations. If you think you're having trouble sleeping at night, instead of being on your phone, being influenced by all that blue light, doesn't matter if you have blue light protecting glasses on like I do or not. That only works during the day. You need to do something else. So get rid of the phone. Get rid of the scroll. Stop scrolling and try a guided sleep meditation. You can find them on YouTube for free. You can prepare in advance for things. How many of you just wing it? Winging it isn't a really good option. If I was just to wing this radio show, I would probably just sit here staring at this camera the whole time going, well, it's a great Saturday to be on the radio. I don't know what else to talk to you all about, but no, I'm prepared. I've got my outline. I'm prepared. I've got research that I'm ready to present. If I even get to it, a lot of the times I'm not able to get to it because I'm so over-prepared. I've got so much that I want to share with you guys. And Dr. Ernst is the same way. So being prepared will help stop the overdrive of that stress response, that sympathetic response that we were talking about at the top of the hour. You need to laugh. Everybody needs to laugh every single day. So find something that you find funny not necessarily at the expense of others, but something that you can enjoy a laugh about. And typically, that typically involves, obviously, the easy thing to, to do nowadays is to watch something online, whether it's through Facebook or YouTube, but go have a conversation. There's nothing better than a genuine laugh between two people because not only is that going to lower the stress response, one of the hormones we talked about, the heart producing, is oxytocin. Having a laughter and sharing laughter with somebody else, research has shown that that will increase the amount of oxytocin in your body. You know what else is going to increase oxytocin in your body? Giving somebody a hug. Notice the person-to-person connection here. And that hug needs to last, research says, for at least, if minimum, at minimum, 10 seconds. But a 10-second hug will overproduce or high levels of oxytocin to give your body that resting feeling of relaxation, of love, of warmth that we're all just always looking to have. Now, Everything that we talked about, especially when it comes to the nerve therapies and identifying the nervous system issues in your body, 
it doesn't matter how much you do to try to support yourself and shut down that stress response, increase the oxytocin, have better neurotransmitters going throughout your nervous system. If your body's adapted in a way where you have any sort of, of a misalignment or any closure, especially of the vagal space, the only thing to correct that is chiropractic adjustments. That's literally what the chiropractor is designed to do. Your body has adapted in a specific way. You want to remove that adaptation so that your body can start communicating again. Your heart can start communicating to the brain again. You have to be getting a very specific chiropractic adjustment. We can't know what that is until you have the specific test, until we do the heat scan, the thermography test, until we take very specific x-rays. Sometimes we need x-rays because it's so critical, it's so complicated. We need x-rays where you're moving in different positions. That's possible too. You may need that if, you've been to a, if you're saying, I've been to a chiropractor before, they took x-rays. Nothing changed. You may have needed more specific x-rays. We take those here at our office because we understand and know exactly what is needed, right? It's that information. We're going to get the right information so that we can come up with a plan to attack your health so for the better. Okay, I don't want to take too much more time to go into the nervous system. Well, we've got two other therapy systems we need to talk about, gut and toxins. But before I do... So excited. We are bringing back live dinners, live dinners with Dr. Ernst, with myself. If you're going, I always wanted to meet and chat with Dr. Ernst and Dr. Demzar in person, you're going to have that opportunity. It is happening Thursday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. It's going to be in South Charlotte and Pineville. I did give away the name of the restaurant at the beginning of the, of the show, but I'm going I'm to keep that a secret. I want, I want there to be some intrigue. If you're listening and tuning in for the first time and you're saying, wow, I've always wanted to be a part of something like this, Dinner is going to be on us here at the office, but we just want to be able to share how you can support your health. The best thing that you can do is get to this dinner. If you're saying, yeah, I know somebody too, we want you to bring a guest. We just need to know that, hey, you're looking to have more than just yourself come to this dinner. Maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a child, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a coworker. But what you need to do to get on our exclusive dinner list, because it's limited, guys, 50 people max, max. And these are going to be hard confirmed. It can't just be, yeah, I might show up, but then you don't. You have to know that you're going to come because otherwise that's not fair to somebody else that really wants to come that just doesn't get in because of how limited space is. But if you know you want to come, text the word dinner, your first and last name, your email. Let us know if you have more than one person that you want to be there to 704-906-2094. Again, that is 704-906-2094. There will be follow-ups to do hard confirmations. And if you can't make it, that's okay. We're going to look to have more of these in the future. But this is going to be the first one. This is going to be the best one. You're going to have both Dr. Ernst and myself live in front of you discussing how you can change your health, what you need to do to take charge of your health. It's basically, think of it as it's going to be in addition to the master class that's on February 11th. It's going to be in addition to everything you've listened to on the radio show before. Because... This is us having to come at you with general information. We try to get specific, but we have to be careful. At that dinner, we want to know what your health challenges are, what you're looking to heal from, and we will tell you exactly what needs to be done so that you have the information to be able to come up with a plan. Because there's no sense in just throwing out a plan if there's no information. So again, text the word dinner, your first name, your last name, your email. Let us know if it's more than just you. 704-906-2094. Can't wait to meet you guys there. Okay, we're going into toxins. And again, toxins and your gut health. Sorry, we got to go to gut health. Gee, I get too excited and I start skipping things. Your gut health, it's all here in the ebook, the heart health ebook. You should have it by now. If you don't, reach out to us. But we're not giving this away anymore. We just did that for the last three or four radio shows. We got to move on. You should have this. You should comb through it. You should be doing something every week to be planning for that February 11th masterclass with Dr. Ernst so you can take action to better your health in some way. It could be the littlest change to you that can make the biggest and most massive impact of what's going on inside your own physiology. So when it comes to your gut health and the heart connection, well, it really comes down to inflammation. And you've heard that before. I know that's not new, but let's dive into some stuff that may be new. If you're listening, you're like, gosh, I've heard this so many times. You haven't heard this before, right? So New, new, and listen to this, new research is showing that the gut microbiome, the bacteria in your gut, the state of being of your gut at any given time can contribute to cardiovascular disease because of the one, more, and this is just one of many markers. 
So think about it. Research is trying to always retest and retest all these different proteins, enzymes, different markers in your body. And they found that gut health is linked to heart disease just through one of them. Repeated test of this one marker, TMAO, trimethylene N-oxide. So TMAO is what I'm going to use the rest of the time when we talk about it. And it's the presence of certain unhealthy bacteria. Now, if you've listened to the radio show before, you know that your microbiome, it doesn't have healthy and unhealthy bacteria. It's ratios of bacteria. Your body works so hard and your gut has a very specific ratio of it needs bacteria A in this quantity, bacteria B in this quantity, bacteria C in this quantity. So if there is an unhealthy bacteria, it's one of those bacteria that is out of proportion to the ratio that it's supposed to be in. All right, let's keep going. So this TMAO protein is strongly connected with the formation of artery clogging plaque. We're going to come back to that in a minute. Let me keep going. So the American Heart Association researchers found that the elevated TMAO was associated with a 62% higher risk of major cardiovascular events like heart attack and stroke and a 63% higher risk of all-cause mortality, your risk of dying. And this was consistent across all study populations. So it didn't matter if you had a heart problem. It didn't matter if you had kidney disease, if you had diabetes, if you did not have diabetes, uh, if you had some sort of peripheral artery disease, some, like a blood vessel, artery, or vein disease. They all had the same risk of dying if you had this elevated TMAO. So what does this really mean? This means that in gut inflammation is going to alter the amount of bacteria or the quantities or the proportions of different bacteria in your gut. That's what leads your gut to leak. That's what leads your gut to become unhealthy. When we, you have that unhealthy gut leak, when you have that unhealthy bacteria proportions, that's going to open up channels to push bacteria out of your gut. It's one of the body's mechanisms to say, well, pff, we have too much of this bacteria. We got to get rid of it. It'll put it into your body. Uh-oh, that's not smart. That's not good. But the body doesn't really know what else to do at that point because it's been there for so long. It's been out of proportion for so long. That's going to increase the inflammation within your body which is going to drive up this TMAO protein, this oxide. That's going to lead to clogging your arteries. That's going to lead to increase in heart attack. You can also be suffering from kidney disease because of inflammation. You can also be suffering from diabetes because of inflammation. You can also be suffering from any other disease. Link it back to the inflammation in your body and recognize that if you have this elevated TMAO, you are at risk for having clogged arteries, and a heart attack. Notice what I didn't say. I didn't say that if you have elevated cholesterol, elevated LDL cholesterol, which you're taught is the bad cholesterol conventionally, that you are at risk for heart attack and stroke. I didn't say that because it's not true. And we can, we can go down the cholesterol rabbit hole. We've done that before, but I want to stick to the therapy, the therapeutic side of, of what we do here. So this is just TMAO. The, one of the other issues with inflammation, it allows infection to come in. And we know that what is infection? Infection is a, a bacteria or a virus or within your gut. It could be a parasite, could be a fungus, rarely, but it's possible. Or some other foreign pathogen that gets into your body, gets into your gut and lodges in there and, and makes it your ho its own home, even though it's not supposed to be. And if your body allows that bacteria to sit into your gut, there is a massive increased risk of having heart attack. I'm going to say that again. If your body has high levels of inflammation, which then allows a bacteria or a virus or some other pathogen, parasite, to latch onto you, to latch into your gut, to make your gut its home, you have a massive increase of risk of having a heart attack. So nothing has happened to your heart, but because of, and, and now this is, here's the thing. It's like, so it all happens all at once. No, this is one of those things that takes time, right? This is something where now for months and years, you've had this parasite living inside of you. You've had this virus that has just uh, been multiplying and replicating inside your gut cells, inside the cells of your large intestine, of your colon. And you had no idea. Next thing you know, you have a heart attack and the doctors, you know, they run, the medical doctors run all the heart tests and they come back and say, yeah, your heart's fine outside of the fact of that this tissue died. And yes, you have this plaque buildup, but we don't understand it. It must've been stress. It must have been a stress heart attack. I can't tell you how many times there are patients come in and say, yeah, I've had multiple stress heart attacks in my life. So what does that mean? It wasn't 
You just, it was just a heart attack where you didn't die. So they just had to call it a stress heart attack because there wasn't any other cause that they could find because the, you didn't find and have all the information related to your gut. What about the infection? What about the bacterial dysbiosis? Right? It's not good, bad bacteria. It's ratios. What about the inflammation that led to a lot of this in the first place and created the leaky gut or a forced the permeability, meaning the, back, the bad back, the overgrowth of bacteria being pushed through the gut lining, the gut wall into your body so your body can try to do something else? What about all of those things? Was that any of that tested? So this is where it comes down to. We have very specific tests depending on what your body needs and what you need and what's happened in your life to figure out with different pieces of information, we want to section that information into categories, and then we need to pick and choose, well, what type of information is gonna be best for you? And so typically that involves some sort of urine, urine test because we get a lot of information about your gut, about the TMAO, about other things that are going to disrupt your gut, about the state of what your gut is doing. How long has something been there? Has it been present? Is it something that's kind of new, this whole inflammation in your gut? Has it just been there a couple of, of weeks, a couple of months? Or have you been dealing with this for years? And you're just told to go take a Tums because that'll make you feel better. That'll help balance things out because the inflammation in your gut is making your blood more acidic and you don't even realize it because you're in early stage liver failure. Very common things that we see all the time here in the office. But these are the tests that need to get done so you have the information so then you come up with an action plan of what needs to be done. And so we can get to the, therapy, the therapeutic side of this to say, well, how can you improve your gut health? What are the things you can do on your own? And these are some of the things that we've been, if you've been part of this heart journey for the last almost month now, we've been leeching this information to you. And a few things that really stick out that I want to I address right now. You need to improve bowel motility. What does that mean? You need to improve the ability to move things through your gut. Whether it's food, whether it's enzymes, whether it's water, whether it's toxin. It all, they all are doing certain things within your gut and you need to move them through. And so what the first thing that you can do to improve gut motility is just drink more water. Most of us are dehydrated and don't even realize it. As a matter of fact... I left it over there. My water bottle's on the other side of the studio right now. But what do you think I did during the break? I got up, had a big drink of water. I didn't feel thirsty, but it doesn't matter. I don't want to get to the point where I'm having an inflammatory response simply because I'm dehydrated and subconsciously just don't even realize it. So, so important that that's what I go, that I, I did that already. So you can do that too. Now you can add electrolytes to that water. It's real simple. Himalayan sea, or Himalayan salt, sea salt, but we recommend Himalayan because it has the perfect amount of minerals, all the minerals, essential minerals that we need as humans, or lemon juice. You can add lemon juice to your water to add in electrolytes that are critical for body functionality. Water and electrolytes go hand in hand. That's that isotonic, if you ever heard of that, hypertonic, hypotonic uh, uh, ratios of amount of fluid, amount of electrolytes, and you want it to be balanced. So just drinking water is not good enough. You typically need the electrolytes. And we can go down a whole another rabbit hole with structured versus unstructured water. Hint, hint, your water should look like a snowflake. How many of you know that you're drinking water that looks like a snowflake? Meaning it has the chemical structure of a hexagon and that it's got, and so it's in the right shape. That relates to the electrical chemical strength between the bonds of the water molecule that you're consuming. How many of you know that that's happening? That's a whole other radio show, but just throwing it out there. Okay. Uh, being able to support your stomach with the acid in your stomach and your bile flow. Now, bile and bile salts, that's what are produced in the liver. Bile is produced in the liver, stored in the gallbladder, and that's where it's heavily salted, and then it goes in to help digest fats in your intestines. And your stomach acid is extremely important in breaking down all sorts of things. Everything that you put into your body it needs to be broken down in your stomach. And did you know that research has found that your stomach lining regenerates itself every four to 16 hours? It's different for everybody, but there's a regeneration period because it's supposed to be so acidic that the stomach cells can't even survive. So your body has to continuously, they slough off and then they get replaced. And they slough off and get replaced. And so imagine if you're not doing that well enough. Imagine if you're just not regenerating your stomach wall because you're so... Uh, 
or you're regenerating it too much because you're so acidic or the opposite is true too, right? Alkalosis would be the opposite of acidic. Most of the time we see people that are so acidic that they have to, stomach has to work so hard and that's so much energy. And your nervous system is going to have to interpret that and do something and say, well, if, if weak, your heart's not, or let's say that, you know, if you've got a, an issue going on with inflammation in your heart, but you can't even do the day in day out tasks of getting your stomach to, to function properly, you got to put more energy towards that. It's going to take away from what's going on with your heart. Then that's going to increase your risk again of whatever that heart event may be. Because your body's saying, well, your heart's doing what it needs to do. Fine. Keep it going. But on the flip side, we got to get your stomach to be able to digest food properly. It can't. And the stomach is just about to eat itself. And so your body has to make a decision. So that's where we got, you got to get all these pieces of information. And that's why we do the urine test. That's why we do a lot of hair test samples. That's why we do very specific blood work on a lot of the patients that come into our office so that we have all the pieces of information that we need and we can make a decision about what do we need to attack first. Uh, another thing that's really, really important, and so this is a, a new, maybe a new word for a lot of you. You need to increase the amount of butyrate in your body. You need to increase the amount of butyrate. Butyrate are short-chain fatty acids, and those short-chain fatty acids are critical. They're critical, and I need to find where that's in. So, so butyrate is critical to, be in, to ensure that you have proper liver function. Your liver can't do what it needs to, without the butyrate. It, it's really easy to say, oh, I'm in liver failure and try to do things to get the liver working again. If you don't have the right amount of short chain fatty acids in your gut, you're going to overwhelm your liver and you're going to shut down your gut even more. And it's going to create a massive inflammatory response on the back end. And you're trying to do something healthy. And so your butyrate, your short chain fatty acids, your medium chain fatty acids, even coming a lot of coconut oils, avocado oils, olive oil when not used for cooking, add those into your diet. It's going to help tremendously with your gut health. So last thing we'll mention is adding in a prebiotic. The prebiotic is going to help digest a lot of carbohydrates. So if you have all these carbohydrates, instead of depending on the bacteria in your gut to digest the carbohydrates, then you have the fermentation process. That's where you get bloated and that becomes a problem. Take a prebiotic. That'll be extremely supportive of allowing that breakdown to occur. So it makes the bacteria in your gut not have to work as hard. And then you don't have to worry as much about the differentiating or the out of proportion bacteria in your gut, which will lead to more inflammation, which will lead to heart problems. See how this all connects back. We can connect this back to the heart all day long. Okay, let's move on to toxins. And again, if you're listening for the first time, what we're giving away today is a free where we're going to feed you dinner dinner show live with Dr. Ernst, with myself. It's going to be in South Charlotte, February 9th, 6.30 p.m. It's a Thursday. Text the word dinner, your name, first and last, your email, how many people you want to be there. If it's you, you know, We're allowing basically you and a guest. 704-906-2094. It's that simple. And then there needs to be a hard confirmation, but can't wait to see you there. So we got to get to the, to the toxin part. Do, 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 do. Let me just get the right notes here. What would I do without these notes? Ah, okay. And so this is interesting, especially because have you ever heard of that dark chocolate is good for your heart health, specifically because it has enzymes that's going to help shut down inflammation and help to fight heart disease? Well, guess what? Recent research has come out and shown that even the fair trade, certified organic, non-GMO, Whatever other healthy circles are on the packaging, any dark chocolate and all dark chocolates have been found to have elevated levels of arsenic, lead, cadmium, and mercury, which are all toxins that are going to cause an increased risk of heart disease. So what's wild too is that when this testing was done, these different toxins were found in the drinking water of the participants of the studies. It was found in both their urine and their blood samples, in hair clippings, and in toenail clippings. So imagine, this is what your body tries to do. When you ingest a toxin, it will do anything to try to get rid of it, including it will shove the toxin out through your hair, out into your hair, and to your toenails. And so we can test that. That's why I said, I said before that there's a hair test that'll get done, and we do that hair test as a way to say, what 
are you toxic to? What toxic exposures have you had? And anybody that has these elevated toxins in their body, the lead, arsenic, copper, cadmium, mercury, are all at risk of having an increased or an increased risk of having a heart event, specifically coronary heart disease. And then specifically to cadmium is increased risk of stroke. So a hemorrhaging, a brain bleed in, you know, up in your brain. So bleed up in your brain. And so this is why you have to be so careful about your exposure to these toxins. And this isn't just limited to the heart. This is toxins will influence what happens, especially in the liver, which is supposed to detox from your toxins. So if your liver is not working well, then there's no way that your body's going to be able to deal with the toxins appropriately. They have to go somewhere. And that's what can lead to the heart conditions down the road. And those are typically some of the first things that'll pop up when toxins are not properly eliminated from your diet or from your body. And so there's a lot of different ways to try to help get rid of those toxins. But first you have to know where the toxins came from. And if you're unsure, listen to our radio show from last weekend. We were really diving deep to where do different toxins come from? Where does mercury come from? Where does choline come from? What's in your dental fillings that you never actually knew about? You can find that on Facebook. Ask Dr. Ernst on Facebook. You can find all of our radio shows there. But you can also help your body to help fight the toxins. Specifically, you're helping to support the liver in the detox process. And so that's where you want to include things like your leafy green vegetables, lots of herbs and spices. And let me tell you this, because I can't tell you how many patients come in, they start to make a nutritional change, and then they say, you know what? I just, there's just, I'm not enjoying what you're asking me to do. It seems so bland. It's no taste to it. Guys, herbs and spices are your best friend. And any master chef, anyone that says, I'm a master in the kitchen, is going to be able to tell you that. Herbs and spices will make your food delicious. Increasing the amount of omega-3 fats that you had. So omega-3s are going to help with detoxing in your colon, but they're also going to fight inflammation. They're going to prevent prostaglandin synthesis, which is a protein that can promote inflammation when in high quantities. Now, we do need prostaglandins for certain things, but we tend to... Uh, Send, uh, send signals down specific pathways that promote too much prostaglandin synthesis, and that leads to inflammation, which will lead back to the heart, all of the heart disease issues that we talked about today. So adding in omega-3 fats to shut that down, support colon detoxification will help you tremendously. And again, we went through all of this last weekend, so I'm not going to drive this home. Go listen to that radio show too, because then the therapies that could be used are, there's, there's hundreds of different therapies and different techniques that we'll use to pull toxins out of your body. It all depends on what your body specifically needs. You need that information. So again, if you're looking, if you're trying to say, well, how can I find out more information about this? Or I've got someone that I know that needs to meet with you, Dr. Demsar, needs to figure something out. They've got a health condition. They've got a health problem. Come to the live dinner. Thursday, February 9th, 6.30 p.m., South Charlotte in Pineville. Text the word dinner first name, last name, email to 704-906-2094. Can't wait to see you there. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye.